tuned in to the Free Range Human Show Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here on Thanksgiving Eve 2023. You got Clay Edwards. You got Sean York Karan. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, man. How you doing? Man, I am doing good. I am doing good. Before we get started, I want to do this before I get sidetracked. I am a terrible son and forgot to wish my mother happy birthday on the radio the other day. Um, I did not check my Facebook until after the show. And it was like, birthday. He's like, oh, crap. Oh, man. Happy and, uh, birthday yeah, to your man. mom. Dude. Happy belated to mom and happy birthday to my grandmother. It's her 89th birthday. Like, oh, I'm, wow. I right. made every mental note I could last night to not forget to mention it this morning. So a happy 89th birthday. And Sean, you know, she's probably healthier than me and you combined. That's great, man. You can make it to 89. That's a that's quite an accomplishment. You know? Well, you know, I've, I've talked about this on the show before, and I pick, probably talked about this with you in here. But I asked her not too long ago. I was like, we call her Pretty Mama. You know, everybody's got that their name. Yeah. Uh, you know, pretty Mama. <laughs> that's, that's the South for you. South has got grandparents' names. You know? Well, you know, that's why I got so, not to get sidetracked, but that's why I got so up in arms about the Barbie Bassett grandmammy thing. Mm-hmm. I like that. Y'all are getting mad because she said grandmammy? I mean, we all got a different nickname for our... For our grandmothers, yeah, that's a, that's definitely a southern thing because I don't have that, you know, and, and, and I think in the north they don't do that, but here it's like people pick out their grandparents' name, like I'm I'm TT or you oh, know, yeah, like yeah. I'm like like they just always have some, so they don't have to be called grandma. I, I think young girls, the second they have little Haley, McKaylee, Bailey, Jaylee, Jalen, <sighs> but said the second they have their little grandkid, they're all, I mean, their their kid, they're automatically thinking, what if what when they have kids. What are their? What is my grandmother name going to be? Yeah, because once they have their kid, like the next logical step is grandkids. It's like, all right, so am I going to be Nini, Kiki, Nini, Titi, Mima, <laughs> something? Nobody ever wants to be Big Mama, but, that, <laughs> yeah. but I had a Big Mama. Did you? Yeah, my great grandmother was my Big Mama, and uh, and, but she's like the the king mother, the queen mother, you the know, queen. the 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 grandmother of all grandmothers, you know. <laughs> to to get to the next level, you must defeat Big Mama. So. <laughs> But we uh, we have pretty mama, and then you know, she's eighty nine. She's healthy, and she Sean, I asked her not too long ago. I said, like, "How have you stayed so healthy?" And I, I said, and I kind of set it up for her to get the to get the answer I was hoping for. I was like, "Is it because you grew all your own food for so long, mm. and you didn't eat all these foods with preservatives and all this stuff?" And she thought about it for a second. She's like, "Yeah, you know, she's up to about up to about ten years or so ago. She still has a full garden in her yard that she works. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, so all the vegetables and stuff that she gets comes out of her garden." But she's like, yeah, everything we grew right here on this land, they lived in the same house there in Florence, you know, since the late 50s, early 60s, somewhere in that neighborhood. And it's a good point. You know, eat healthy, eat fresh, eat stuff from your communities, your local farmers markets, uh, plug for Stonington Farm here. If you can get your beef locally sourced, whether it's from Stonington Farm or wherever, you know, if you got another farm that you use, you know, just try to know where your food come from, comes from. And uh, anyway, she's 89, she's healthy, and she, man, she smoked two packs a day for 40 years, and she quit probably 20 or so years ago. Yeah. But she, never never any cancer, thank God, and all that. I, we got a car from her that we kind of got handed down to the family, or we bought it. Or, somehow or another, we ended up with the 79 Doodoo Brown Caprice. Oh, really? Yeah, she worked at the Highway Patrol forever, so she had this, uh, she got a, it's got the, it had the Highway Patrol package on it. It was one of the big square body. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Box Chevys, yeah, like, yeah. As, as the hood calls them. Sure. And it was doo-doo brown. And it, it has but I bet it's kind of cool, though, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, so, well, it would be cool now. It was not cool. Oh, when you got it. In 92. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, 
it, she had smoked so much in this car that the windshield was stained. We had to put a new windshield in it and a new dashboard cover just to kind of hide the nicotine. But, man, good good times. But I say all that to say that even with all that, you know, eating healthy. And I mean, when I say eating healthy, I mean just eating locally sourced because mm-hmm. everything's fried. Everything's got fat in it. And it just goes to show that fat ain't as unhealthy as people think it is. I mean, fat is good for you. Yeah, good fats. Yeah. Avocados, those kinds of things. Bacon fat. Bacon fat. I don't know. Is that good for you? Yeah. I mean, you need your body needs fat. Yeah, and I knew that. Like, you know, fats for like good fats, like peanut butter, avocado, those sorts of things I know are good for you. I, I mean, I got on a kick where I was eating avocado for breakfast every morning, but I've fallen off that, to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't know. I never go to the avocado stuff. But, hey, I, I, I do like guacamole. So, so there's that. And then you, you stumbled across something. Let's jump to the gender war here. Okay. Uh, ran into Sean at the gas station next door, and then we come over here, and he's uh, he wound up about this CrossFit debacle, this war within CrossFit. Apparently, there's a there's a fight between the men's bar and the women's bar, and you can no longer call it the women's bar the women's bar. Yeah, it's uh, there's a uh, if you're into CrossFit, there's a uh, site called uh, Morning Chalk Up that everybody kind of reads and. And uh, so, like a month ago or two months ago, I got a I got an email on their little subscription list, and it says uh, the the case for moving away from gendered weights. So when you when you go to CrossFit, there's a um, 45 pound barbell, which people are used when you go to the gym. That's what you usually use to bench press. People are probably familiar with it. And then there's a 35 pound barbell, which is considered the woman's bar. So the 45 pound is the men's bar, 35 is the woman's bar. So they're arguing that. It is uh, not right to refer to this as the 45-pound bar as a men's bar and the 35-pound bar as the woman's bar because, you know, weights don't have – I'm quoting here – weights don't have genders. But this is a you know pattern of practice because women generally use the, the lighter bar. And it's also – you know, it's not as thick, obviously, because it's lighter weight and it's easier to kind of handle. But they're arguing how that's not – you know, that's not appropriate now. You should, uh, you should refer to it just as the 45-pound bar and the 35-pound bar and not – not the men's and women's bar. <laughs> I just, you know, and, uh, I was uh, working out the other uh, night before last, and and I and I I grabbed a woman's bar, but I didn't. Um, I, it kind of looked like a man's bar. Sometimes you can't tell occasionally if you just, you know, it wasn't marked or whatever. And um, I asked my coach. I said, "This is a woman's bar, right?" I'm making sure, and he's like, and I was like, "Wait a second, we can't call it that anymore." <laughs> and he just looked at me like, "My God, <laughs> right?" I mean, because it's so ridiculous that you can't say that. Or you can say that. That's is this is CrossFit National that's making this argument where you should. I don't. I don't know anybody's going to do this, but this is a whole big article. They're explaining how you know barbells don't have genders; they have weights. That's what it says here. I mean, look at the core premise of it. They're not wrong, but mm. it's a it's a ridiculous argument to make. I mean, like who cares? Yeah. Right? I don't think anybody does CrossFit. It's like, oh, I can't believe you called that the woman's bar. I mean, like when you told me the story, I said it's probably some feminine man that has to use that bar. It doesn't want to doesn't doesn't want to addressed as the woman's bar, but then you're like, no, it's a it's a woman. I'm like, man, the that we have reached the point where far left progressives have, and feminists have run out of things to be mad about. Usually, <laughs> when you know that that we every, every, everybody's equal, equality has been achieved. When we're arguing about stuff like this, a barbell, yeah. like what we call the barbell, I mean, it's it's insane. Um, it says, you know, one of the uh, point in the articles is like anyone who stepped up into a CrossFit box knows that there are absolutely women in CrossFit class who could outlift men in that class. Now, this is true, right? of course. Gen- generally, men are going to be able to lift more, especially if somebody that works out a lot and they're doing that. Now, if some, you know, 
out of shape dude walks in there and the really in shape woman is definitely going to beat him. I mean, for sure. And there's definitely women, especially the games athletes that can outlift men because that's what they do for a living. They work out. So I'm not saying that can't happen and it happens all the time, but generally speaking, men lift heavier weights. Generally speaking, not not in all instances, but generally speaking, uh, let's let's take a shot at women here. Um, did you see where Clay Travis offered a million dollars for a WNBA team? That the, the he said they can be the champion team. I guess the Las Vegas Aces are your back to back WNBA champs. Only reason I know that is because I read this article, and he is offering a million dollars if they can beat a state high school. Men's basketball champion. I saw that. You know what it made me think of? Like everybody, the Wokes are really mad about this. Even this happened in the 1970s, actually, something similar. And it was between, I think it's Jimmy Connors, you know, the tennis player? Yeah. And I think Billie Jean King. I might have the people wrong, but it was the yeah. tennis stars at the time, the big tennis stars. And someone older than me might remember this. The, uh, and they had a match, and, and you know, Billie Jean King was awesome, and Connors was awesome, and Connors killed her, you know, yeah. like just destroyed her. I mean, and it was. Yeah, uh, I remember that. Yeah, okay. I don't remember. Obviously, I didn't see it, but I've I've heard about it over the years. You've heard about that story, so yeah, I mean, so like that was like this is this was settled, you know, forty fifty years ago, but apparently we're gonna rehash it now. So yeah, it's interesting. So I mean, look, there's some things that men are good at. There's some things women are good at. I don't know that everything has to be equal. You know, it just doesn't have to be, and it is what it is. I like feminine women. You know, I don't like a woman with a bunch of muscles, but that's just my personal. I mean, be in shape, be toned, Mm -hmm. but there's like these super muscular, super fit women. And but again, to each their own. Yeah, I think that's great, man. It's cool. Like I said, I love CrossFit. I've been doing it for a long time, and you know, I think it's. I'm so impressed with the women that are really. There's tons of women are way better than me at it, no no doubt. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna say something too that made me think of when you what we just talking about this Jimmy Connors, Billy King thing, and Clay Travis statement. Um. So we talk about this men playing in women's sports, and that's, you know, I mean, it's not like it's it's happening. Let's just say it's happening. But when do we ever hear about a woman trying to play men's sports? I mean, you can see something like a kicker shows up, right, for like in football or whatever it is like that. But I mean, generally, like, that's not generally the issue. But she's also not the, the, those female kickers that they run out there for their little uh, woke token nonsense. Mm-hmm. They are women that are women. They're not out there pretending that they've suddenly become a man. These men that are playing in women's sports are playing as they're pretending to be women. Yeah, I, I understand that. But what I guess my point is, though, but men want to play in women's sports because they feel like the competition is going to be less. I mean, that's what I think the real reason is. I mean, that the competition is going to be easier for them to win. But you don't see women saying, hey, man, I'm going to go play in a man's sport, in a man's division, because it's going to be easier. You know, you don't see that. Well, no, it ain't going to happen because I know they'll get pulverized. Like the Connors and King example yeah. and, the, and the WNBA example. So, I mean, you don't see that. So doesn't that kind of – I feel like that doesn't kind of tell you why and, you know, some of this and, is and, going yeah. on. You know, and, and is there a Chris Cyborg out there somewhere that can – you know, like MMA fighter who could destroy me or you? Absolutely. Sure. But if you're talking about skill set to skill set mm-hmm. if everything being equal, right. the man is typically – going to destroy the woman yep just, I mean, just based on strength and all that as they should i mean why is it why that, are we debating this issue like yeah. that's what i'm yeah i don't know and there's going to be things that she can do you know that that we don't do like women are more caring they can have babies that's phenomenal you know that they have that motherly instinct there's just a lot of things that they do better than men do yeah absolutely you know you know, and, uh, they have not, a lot more common sense. They don't 
tend to drink as much as we did when we were younger. Like they're always they're always maturing quicker. You that, know? that is debatable. <laughs> yeah, that is okay. There's some out there, but oh, I was reading this article the other day about talking about the rise in women in college over men. So now it's something like nearly sixty percent, about fifty seven percent women in college currently versus men, which is in the forties or something like that. And um, you know, they were sociologists were making the argument that women tend to mature earlier, where they're like actually paying attention in class, doing their work, and men are out doing probably what you and I are doing, carousing. You know, and like, and I think that's true to a certain extent. I think men take a, a while to get there, where women kind of get there earlier. It's like twenty five. <laughs> yeah, twenty five. Maybe you know, forty. That, that, that's the number I remember hearing. Was you know, men don't, our brains don't fully develop till twenty five. I'm like, huh, I missed that by about twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Like, like put forty on that list. Forty five. <laughs> hey, when we come back, Sean, I watched uh, when I got home last night. I said, to heck with it. I, I made two notes for show prep. I was like, I cooked something. I sat down and I watched that South Park, the Pandaverse. Oh, God. I haven't seen that. We're going to talk about it when we come back. South Park has absolutely melted um, the woke. No way. Better than anybody else ever could. South Park? Uh, They went went straight on with Disney. They they were saying things in the 90s that were just, uh, you know, I I mean, they would never get away with it. I guess they're still doing it, though. Let's talk about it on the other side of the break here. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. Got Sean Yorkeron in here with me on Thanksgiving Eve. A little Egg Bowl Eve. Let's have a little fun, man. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff this morning. We're going to hit all the culture war stuff, but call or text in the Guns and Gear text line 769-241-1944. Uh, Egg Bowl, who you got? Mississippi State, Ole Miss. Pick a score. Pick a score, send it in, and I've got a Mama Hamels or a McLean $25 gift card if anybody to whoever gets the score closest. And we'll give it away. Well, I'll, be here, I'll be here live Friday. We can give it away Friday. I'll go back through all the text. Uh, be sure to attach a name to your text, and I will give the person that wins – Heck, you can have both cards. One for McLean, one for uh, for Mama Hamels. These are things I've accumulated that I probably won't use, so I would like to pass them along to you guys. Uh, State Ole Miss score. Who's going to win, and what is your score pick? Shoot it into the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. The phone line this morning, uh, you're welcome to call in and tell me your pick there, but I will not be keeping up with it unless you text it. The phone line, if you want to chime in on anything, is 601-879-0002. If you guys are looking for something to do tonight, it's Thanksgiving Eve. It's what I like to consider the, the biggest party night of the year. Man, At it least used to it be. used to be. God, it was. It was so much fun. It did. Look, man, we got a couple of great sponsors. Uh, Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. They got a great bar out there. They're open 4 p.m. to midnight. Go enjoy a cold drink. Get some daiquiris to go. Some pizza, pasta, and more right there at Fan and Mart on the Reservoir. We also got the Burgers and Blues. Burgers, it's just forever burning my brain, it's Burgers and Blues. But it's Burgers, Blues, Barbecue now. Uh, They got three great locations for you. Madison, downtown, Brandon, and their new Flowood location located there in Dogwood right in front of Dick's Sporting Goods. Get over there and enjoy a little Thanksgiving Eve celebration at any of those places i did this thing i did i threw a thanksgiving party last year 
at the downtown Brandon location. It ended up being like a old crazy eight reunion with everybody. Uh, I didn't decide not to do that this year, <clears throat> but we are going to do our Christmas party there. But anyway, get out and support these great sponsors and have a good drink. Have a good time. Of course, get you an Uber. Don't drink and drive, any of that stuff. Let's take a call real quick. Hey, good morning. You're on there. Yeah, okay. Hey, I was going to tell you, I believe it's one of your shows or another show I listen to on Nutrition that you, you take the beef and the pork fat. You need that fat for your, for your digestion. Helps you a lot digest your food. Yeah, ab- absolutely, man. That's why I like a ribeye. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, I think the lady on the other side or heard it somewhere. I would just let yeah. you know on that one. I appreciate that, brother. Have a good Thanksgiving. You do too. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Look, fats, fats healthy. When I got on that keto kick, mm-hmm. I mean, and, I, and carnivore and all that, I mean, I. I I probably learned more about that than any other single thing that I've opened up and tried to learn about and researched over the last few years is about fat being good for you. I think Woodrow texts in on the guns of your text line and mentioned your brain is 60% fat. Yeah. So, a lot, yeah. lot of stuff there. I say, yeah, like I know. I'm not, it's not really that. No, no, you're, uh, yeah. I know. That's, yeah. the, that's the agreeing, yeah. yeah that's yeah. the agreeing, yeah. <laughs> All right, we are, y'all, y- y'all's picks are rolling in on the game, so keep that coming. I'm a, I'll get, I, 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 look, I'm never going to pick Ole Miss to win. I do. I, I'm pre-wired. I can't, but I would not be the least bit surprised if Ole Miss wins. But I'm gonna say State twenty-one seventeen. You so. know, you know that's obviously we all if we all know that that game is one that's so hard to predict because you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, Whoever's got the most to lose by losing usually loses. Yeah, I, I mean and this year that's Ole Miss. It's true. I mean, I'm going to say Ole Miss 28-17. That's the way I'd, pay, I'd yeah. pay, I pick it. And it's that state, and that usually matters, but it, it 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 can go either way. Yeah, it can. It always it always can. State fans are kind of checked out right now mm-hmm. because of the coaching stuff, but the, they can become bowl eligible. They got a chance to get their sixth win, and if they would do that, obviously they'll go bowling. And you could end up finishing the season with seven wins on what's been a down year. They got a coach fired, so. We'll see how it all plays out. I'll, I'm looking forward to it. I'm thinking I'm going to go over to the uh, the Shanks house tomorrow night, watch the Egg Bowl with them. All right, look, let's jump in. Uh, sorry for all the uh, getting sidetracked there. That's what we do here, though. It's a hallmark of the show. <laughs> my daughter was in a little... Was guys in a, with ADD, right? That's my daughter was in a little car accident yesterday afternoon. She's okay, all that stuff right there at the, uh, at the Crossgates exit. So I spent... Uh, the evening there at Rankin General or whatever, just make, getting her checked out, making sure she didn't have a concussion or whiplash or anything like that. So I got home about 8 o'clock, and I just kind of threw my hands up. I was like, I don't feel like sitting in front of the computer for the next two or three hours doing show prep. I'm going to watch South Park. <laughs> and they've got this new episode on Paramount Plus called The Panderverse. And it's basically an alternate universe where all this social justice woke nonsense, particularly Disney going and pandering to the woke left and re re-racing and regendering all their movies. And Sean, it is absolutely phenomenal. Is, I they, re- they they replaced all the characters, Cartman, Kenny, Kyle, Stan, with diversity hires. Oh, with what now? Diversity hires. Oh, you mean like so they're making their joke like they made diversity hires? They're now they're well, in an alternate universe. They're all Cartman is a is an overweight black girl. Oh no! Okay, yes, okay. so on and so forth, and somehow or another they get the, their universes get switched. So 
Oh, man. Cartman gets put in the woke universe. Where can I watch this? It's on Paramount Plus. Okay, is it anywhere else? I don't have that anymore. I got Reddit. Man, what? Like, I, don't I, I, I don't know where else it is available, but that's where I watched it with Paramount Plus. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you probably get a. It's worth five ninety nine. I might just do that this week. That sounds because you know we were just talking at the break. It's an hour. It was forty five minutes long too. So really, it's not your typical twenty minute episode. I love that show so much, man. I mean, the things they did in the nineties, early two thousands were just kind of revolutionary. I mean, they just put it all out there, and it was, it's some of the funny. It's it's some of the funniest stuff ever. Well, it got me to thinking. And it is, and you, we had talked about it during the break. Like, how have they not been canceled yet? Yeah, I don't know how. It's because they equally offend everybody. But you know, but the left doesn't care. I don't think the current left cares if you offend the right. Also, you're just not allowed to offend them because they're so virtuous about their beliefs that any any disagreement with that, you're literally a Nazi. You know, it's so funny that you say it like that because uh, one of my good, one of my really good friends, he's he's black, and he tells me he calls it South Park racist, and what he means by that is is racist towards everybody. <laughs> you know, it just hits everybody. It's like it's a, it's I don't know. That's why he put. I never heard it put that way. I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. South Park racist. They've got this woman that's a hit, the head of Disney. She's the one that's, and this is real life. The woman that's head of Disney right now, head of Marvel, mm-hmm. and all that. She keeps swapping out the Come character. Kathleen Kennedy, the That's one who's it. ruined Star Wars. Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. They, Cartman, another version. They have Kathleen Kennedy in it, which is kind of a version of Cartman. Mm. Anyway, it's, you just have to see it to understand it. But uh, she constantly, she's at her desk, put a lesbian in it. Put a gay in it. Put a blacks in it. I mean, just like swap, just race swap or gender swap or everything's got to have a little gay in it. And no one's no one's you, no one's messing with them uh, for that yet. How long has this been yeah. out? Uh, a couple weeks. Has it? Okay. Yeah. No, it, it, there was a huge backlash. Uh, apparently, Kathleen Kennedy is legit mad as hell at South Park, and it's like they had an emergency board meeting at Disney mm-hmm. over how they're actually being perceived. And then, of course, the Marvels came out, and it came out the same week as the Marvels did, which is their new. Superhero movie that's got a lesbian or something. It's horrible, by the way. If it's one, of, that's the word on it. It's one of the biggest bombs I've ever had. So it's all hands on deck right now at Disney. Talking about how do we unwoke this thing? Every movie they've come out with has lost hundreds of millions of dollars for the last couple of years. Well, I mean, you know, not just just the what which they do throw the woke stuff in there too, but I'm they're just generally ca- bad. They're I'm, just not good movies anymore. Well, I'm using woke as a catch all. No, but I know what you're saying. But like, they're just there. There's that in, and I'll, I'll, there's I got a good example of that. Um, of course, I'm big Star Wars fans. A lot of people from our generation are. And uh, Kathleen Kennedy ruined the, that franchise. Well, right? apparently ru- the, the new Star Wars is supposed to intentionally upset Star Wars fans. They want to move away from whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a great YouTube channel called The Quartering. Mm-hmm. A dude named Jeremy runs it. And it started out just uh, reviewing and talking about these kind of movies, comic book movies and video games and stuff. And he's kind of shifted into the political realm and covering news stories but his bread and butter is still this kind of stuff okay i highly recommend it i just wanted to mention that before i forgot and he talks about the wokening of of marvel and the star wars universe well that's why i was gonna give you the example of the latest star wars um i guess was it the revenge of skywalker whatever it the last one of the of the the, the trilogy at the end, the new trilogy and uh it's it's terrible it's terrible maybe the last jedi and then this one anyway at the end they're you know they're they win and they're celebrating and then two like aliens female aliens make out 
at the end, right? I remember or that. Like, so, or I, don't I remember hearing weird. about that. Yeah, and so what if I remember one of my friends texted me. Put some gay in it. Yeah, one of my friends texted me, and he's really liberal. And even him, he texted me, he went, got done watching, he said, he said, was that really necessary? Like, what was the point of that at the end? We're in the Star Wars universe, and there's not a whole lot of, there's not a whole sexu- lot of sexuality in those movies anyway. I mean, the most is like, you know, Han kisses Leia or something like that, or, you know, whatever. Like, there's not a whole lot of that anyway in that franchise. It's not, that's not what it's meant to be. I mean, it's not meant to be that. So, uh, and they threw that in there, and people were like, this is really stupid. It just doesn't make any sense for this to be in at the end. All right, so you made the comment that, Yes, they made them woke, but they also made them bad. Yeah. Can you tell me? And this is—I'm not trying to be a smartass. Mm. Can you tell me a some, a woke version of a movie that isn't bad? I mean, what's what are some examples? I can't. I, my head. You know, I mean, about. I don't know. Like what what, the, what movies have, have, they, have they wokeified something that improved it? I mean, not off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. You know, um, you know. Here's here's my here's okay. So they they want to take. Captain America, for example, and turn him into a black guy. At least they did lay out some storyline in the Captain America for that. Yeah, I don't consider that wokeifying it though. I wouldn't. I, I don't either. But I think the, one of the big problems they have is I don't. I think people there's these traditional comic book characters mm-hmm. that were white. You don't have to turn them black or gay. Look at Black Panther, for example. Mm-hmm. They took and they created a black superhero who became one of the most profitable franchises. Yeah. That they've put out. Yeah. There is an appetite for black or whatever superheroes. It does not have to be Superman or Spider-Man ain't got to be gay. Yeah, Go no. create a, a a superhero that just so happens to be gay, but don't... It goes back to what I was saying the other day. Gay can be what you are. It does not have to be who you are. Yeah, uh, I think... I see what you're saying. Like, you could just create... You don't have to make Spider-Man gay. And, and yeah, absolutely not. I don't see why you have to do that. The... Uh, Black Panther, of course, obviously was an old comic book, been around forever, part of the Marvel Universe for years. And it's funny that you bring that up because a lot of, you know, it, the Black Panther movies are really good. The yeah. latest one I haven't seen. And it was funny because it was my black friends that called me up, I remember, because they were going to see it and they were like, they were mad because they're like, why can you turn the Black Panther into a woman? <laughs> they got all mad about this. They were like, just furious. Like, why could you turn Black Panther into exactly. a woman? Exactly. Uh, Superman changed characters, saying that Batman changed actors over the years. You know, yep. you can change actors. I mean, because I know that the dude died uh, that played Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that, colon that, cancer. Yeah, cancer. But th- th- that's terrible. But it's a strong enough character that you could have replaced him. You could have. And just like, just like, uh, who replaced, uh, who replaced um, Superman? Christopher Reeves. There was a there was a Superman after that. Um. Henry Cavill. That's right. Yeah. You know, so there was Superman after that. Then, of course, you had uh, the Superman series. Yeah, with, uh, like, Smallville. That, mm-hmm. that was real popular in the game. Yeah. I mean, so, and then, of course, I think Batman, probably the most prominent, this kind of run consistently. There's been Batman movies. Every generation's had them. Sure. And I thought George Clooney played a great Batman. I thought, uh, who was the one that's come back? Michael Keaton. I loved his Batman because it came out in the '90s. Yeah, it's Michael Keaton, right? Yeah, Michael. Well, the one that yeah, the one that came out in the early '90s. He also, was super. He's also coming back, or which who's coming back as Batman, or came back as Batman. You know, it's a it's a moot point. George Clooney, and of course, uh, the guy who did the Dark Knight ones. Christian Bale to me was was terrific. Was the first one of that series was a great movie. Actually. He's and the, the Dark the second one. He's legitimately as far as like run of Batman movies. Christian Bale's the best. But yeah, my opinion, I think so too. Yeah. Um, could there be a black Batman? I mean, I guess they could do anything they want to do, but why don't create a 
an alternate universe with a black Batman also. You can even put them at war with one another. Yeah, I think the black Batman wouldn't be so bad. I think it's if it like the the like example the, it was a woman Batman though. You're like, wait, Bruce Wayne wasn't a woman. Yeah, but so there, like but that, there was Batwoman. There see, there was oh, always a Batwoman. Was there a Batwoman? Yeah. There wasn't it wasn't it Jada? Not Jada Pickett. I thought that was Haley Berry. When she Haley Berry, Haley, Haley Berry played Black Batwoman. I thought she and, played Catwoman. Maybe oh, I'm was wrong. that what it was? I thought that was right. Maybe maybe so. Okay. Yeah, there was a Catwoman. Well, point being, if you want like American, uh, what I say, Amer- um, Captain America. Mm-hmm. There's a storyline arc in that movie where he kind of becomes the next. Captain America. Yeah. He gets given the shield or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anthony Mackie. Yeah, it's great. I mean, actually, he's actually one of the best characters in that whole Avengers thing. Yeah, so so at least there's a storyline reason for him turning black. Mm-hmm. Give go Create a storyline in one of these movies to where it makes sense to do it, not just the next episode, Batman suddenly a gay black woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. So, yeah, but that's a good point about the Anthony Mackie setup. I think that was a good setup for him to become Captain America, which I'm, you know, perfectly fine with that. But what I like what you're saying too is where, like, just don't show up one day and you're like, you know, a gay Asian dude. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make sense. We're like, in the Pandaverse. Yeah, it just doesn't, doesn't really make sense to do that. Um, but, um, but yeah, Disney is, you know, that's another thing too about, I, I, I talk about this a lot of friends of mine. Like, Disney has, ruined not i don't mean just by wokeifying they've like stretched this marvel thing out they just like it's like beating a dead i'm like they're like oh look we found out there's there's trash can soup you know whoever like it yep. is just insane and it's just and it's made it's made it unwatchable and i stopped watching marvel movies about three or four years ago because it's just it's just stupid now. Well, somebody just, brought up a good point that jeremy from the quartering that i was saying about brought up a good point he said i i don't even know if it's the wokeifying that's killing that's killing it it ain't helping obviously There's a lot of people on these message boards that are suggesting maybe people just only want to see these original Iron Man, yeah, uh, these these actors that played these characters, John, uh, who played Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. Thank you, you're Robert Downey Jr. And this original cast of of uh, what what were they? They weren't the Marvels. They were the the Iron Man when all the the Avengers, the Avengers, yeah, Yeah. that Avengers crew. Like Mm -hmm. those are the people they want to see playing these characters, Mm -hmm. and that's it. Yeah, and I think I think they could have stopped with the Avengers, X Men. They had those things out there mm-hmm. for a while. You know, they said Spider Man series. That's fine, but like it just got into now. I mean, there's like, well, uh, it's Sp- Spider Man's fourth cousin series, and yeah. you know, and he's you know, like he's whatever. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Clay Edwards, Sean Yerkeron. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center. I had somebody reach out to me last night and said, Clay, or maybe it was yesterday afternoon, said, Clay, I need a $12,000 car. Good car. Who who do I need to go see? I was like, mercyhouseautocenter.com, right there in Crystal Springs, Mississippi. If you're looking for a ten dollars to $20,000 vehicle, they do have some cash car type stuff as well here and there, so just keep an eye out for it. It don't last long. You know that three to five to six thousand dollar type stuff. They they're able to offer that kind of stuff because they get donations from great folks like you who got a car running or not sitting in their driveway that they just want to see go away, or they want to donate to a good cause. Look, they'll come get it. They'll come tow it off again, running or not. As long as you got a clean title, you'll get a certificate for the tax write off for that vehicle for the amount they sell it for. So get get in touch with them. Whether you got a car you want to donate, or you have 
a need for a vehicle, they got you covered. They got credit situations, credit available for people from all different credit situations. And uh, good, bad, ugly, uh, indifferent. They can get you taken care of, get you rolling at Mercy House Auto Center right there in Crystal Springs, Mississippi. Again, the website is mercyhouseautocenter.com. And uh, let them know you heard it here on the Clay Edwards Show. Sean, let's uh, – um, yeah, I was going to tell you, Spears, we were just talking about movies – I, I haven't. I don't know. Do you go to the movies much anymore? I don't. No, I haven't I, been. I haven't been to a movie since before COVID. Okay, so I went to the movies. Right, I, I was doing the same thing, but I went to the movies yesterday for the first time in a really long time, maybe several years, and uh, I went and saw Napoleon. Now I do have that recommendation. It is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Anybody who gets to go see that, if you are familiar with, if you're a history nerd like I am, really into that stuff, it is done. It's like it's with Joaquin Phoenix and Ridley Scott directed. Then they both Ridley Scott directed Gladiator that came out 23 years ago now, and it's very similar to that. But you know, obviously during the um, the Napoleonic Wars, but it's 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 just it's an incredible movie. Uh, did they replace anything with a gay black lesbian? No, they did not do that. They could not wokeify um, you know revolutionary France. And uh, any, they weren't able to do that, like you know, any, any transgenders in it. No, there was there was no transgender, like there was no transgender. But with the French, you know, you never know. And uh, but there was a uh, there was none of that. And uh, I guess you know, maybe Clay, maybe that's the 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 thing. If you make historical biopics, then you really can't, you know, you can't really change Don't it up. Underestimate. <laughs> yeah, Napoleon's like, a, you know, like a, now, a, they, I don't know. They turn the Little Mermaid black. You can do anything. Well, at least that was fictional. Like, I'm talking what about like. What do you mean fictional? Well, that's the, a true story. A true story. At least that's fictional. That's, I mean, that's a different thing. But this is like a historical, you know, uh, movie, um, nonfiction movie. So I think it would be, if they do do that, that's when we know we've reached, you know, like if Napoleon is a, uh, is a transgender black man in the next one or something, then I guess that would be an issue. But but they weren't able to do that. No, it's it, it sticks pretty true to history, and it's really great. If anybody gets a chance to go see it, I highly recommend it. I, you know, at some point. You think they'll ever do, like, a black Hitler? <laughs> I mean, it's a parody, a I would think, you know. I mean, maybe it's a parody, but that uh, other than that. Like, kind of like, in, have you ever seen Inglorious oh. Bastards when uh, – the um yes you know he, like Hitler's kind of a, I mean he's still Hitler but he's kind of a parody of Hitler yes like my favorite parody of Hitler is in Little Nicky yeah that's right that's right when he shoves the watermelon right uh, <laughs> that whole thing, no, yeah, it's yeah. Like pineapple pineapple that's right pineapple, pineapple like in reunion <laughs> <That's> exactly <laughs> right. all right let's take a call hey brother you on there good morning what's going on oh y'all talking about the woke crowd and stuff like that. I was watching CNN, just flipping through channels yesterday, and saw CNN. Uh, a lot of woke people marching for uh, Palestine. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's what they do. I hope they do realize, and I don't imagine any of them listen to your show, but uh, Muslims kill homosexuals. It's illegal in Iran, Syria, uh, Turkey, and a lot of others. You are stoned. Don't know. Uh, people do realize, and even Palestine, they I, don't like homosexuals. You're homosexual, they kill you. Yeah, I saw it's a clip like, somewhere uh, where somebody was interviewing, like a man on the streets deal, was interviewing some of the queers for Palestine folks, and yeah. and asked them, did they did they know that they got thrown off rooftops over there? And he's like, it doesn't matter. We're gonna we're gonna march with the oppressed, no matter who it is. Like, kind of makes you wonder if they're being paid, kind of like they were with the Black Lives Matter crowd. Oh, anytime there's professional signage made 
for these people that are marching, it's paid for by somebody. Hey, Clay, who do you think funded uh, this is really not, who funded Reverend Sharkton to come to Jackson? Say it again. Who funded Reverend Sharkton to come? Because he ain't coming for free. Uh, well, uh, Ben Crump or, or Dennis Sweet. Uh, you know, that or they got him in on the uh they got him in on some of the back end action for whatever they for whatever they um they get out of this deal. Because I know years ago when that one of the guys with Philadelphia uh, civil rights killed, which was really wrong. Remember, he wanted to set up a booth up at the fair, and uh, he ended up. I think his fee back then was fifty thousand dollars if he came, but they couldn't raise the money to get River Charter to come march. But I think it was it was twenty five or fifty thousand. I don't remember. I imagine now it's a hundred. Oh, I'm sure it's an it's an investment into bringing attention to something, and if you want attention brought to it, that's why I I, I was told that that um and it may have been Sean that told me I can't remember, but I was told that the reason why all hell never broke loose out there in Rankin County over the Goon Squad stuff is because those guys didn't pick the NAACP approved lawyer mm-hmm. to uh to represent them. They they went with that other guy. And they were told, you know, they need to, I'm just going to guess they were told to go with Ben Crump and it had been Al Shard and been the whole crew that's doing this Jackson deal. And that's why you haven't seen the NAACP making a real push for any of the, uh, for anything out there in Rankin County. Because yeah, those, those yeah, guys we, went with the wrong, they went with the wrong, uh, wrong lawyer. Well, I was talking to some family members this weekend that were still live in Rankin County. They were, you know, we were, Sean, how does that work? If they are granted that $400 million, just say they are in, in federal court. Does the insurance pay that, or does the county have to tally that up? Um, I believe Rankin County is insured, um, so I, I, they're not going to get four hundred million dollars. But the um, so I mean the insurance company is going to have to pay it. But there's also, I guess, an argument, you know, whether it was outside the scope of their employment. There's going to be just tons of that. But generally, I think the insurance company is going to have to pay it. It could also, I mean, I've heard arguments from other lawyer friends of mine that the county might end up. You know, the insurance could drop them in this instance, and they, the county might not be able to pay. There's all these different theories about how that's going to work. Uh, hey, look, hold that thought, Sean. We'll get back to it on the other side of the break. Appreciate you, brother. we okay, got to go. Great. Uh, Have thanks. Thanksgiving. Yep, thank thanks. you. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, we ain't got but about a minute for our top-of-the-hour break. Uh, Sean, in, in, in a minute or less, tell them what you just told me. This is a retro f around and found out award to be given out right here in live time. Sure, I'll do it real quick. You uh, got one minute. The um, a few weeks ago, Clay was telling me, you know, you need really need to write a book about your experiences and get into that. And for years, I've kept notes and all this stuff. And I was looking at it over this weekend. I, it, it reminded me of a story. A guy I was prosecuting one time. He um, it was for robbery or some kind of larceny and. And uh, before the – he was indicted. He was waiting on his court date. So before the court date, he decided to go out to the train tracks behind the King Edward and lay, his, lay down the tracks and let the train sever his – the bottom, you know, this cat from his knee down. And so he showed up in court with uh, – Both legs. Both legs. And showed up in court with a uh, wheelchair, and his legs were severed. And he was kind of saying, like, well, hey, you know, don't – you know, have mercy on me now because my legs are cut off. And we're like, oh, I didn't – because you don't see the defendants beforehand. So I, didn't, I thought maybe he just was a disabled guy. And then proves him to be tough on a guy like that. Yeah, it's tough to be tough. So then later, come to find out, the police told me, "No, man, he just went out to the train tracks like a few weeks ago and deliberately did this for sympathy." Yeah, did y'all send him to jail? Uh, if I remember, we did. Yeah. Oh, so he 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 cut his legs off for no reason. <sighs> nope. 
Oh, oof, man, that's still. I, I was reading my notes from that. This is like over ten years ago. And I was just makes you cringe. Can you imagine laying on the train tracks and just having your the train run over your legs? Imagine deciding Perfect. that's a good idea. Yeah, that's what happens. That. That's what happens when the father's not in the home. I mean, oh, is... this is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Karan. We got a whole another hour to go. We'll be right back on WYAB dot com. You've tuned back in hour two of the Clay Edwards Show here on WYAB with Sean Yurkaran, the free range human show of choice, the free range turkey show of choice in honor of Thanksgiving. So, uh, you guys, happy early Thanksgiving to everybody. Happy early Egg Bowl Eve to everybody, or Egg Bowl Eve to everybody. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at. I buy cars. That's right. ClayBuysCars.com. Guys, are you you want to sell your vehicle? Holler at me. 769-241-1944. The Guns of Your Text Line is also the ClayBuysCars.com hotline. <laughs> shoot me a text. Shoot me a call. Check out the website, ClayBuysCars.com. If you can't remember the phone number, that's all that's on the website is the phone number. Uh, make it real simple. I've got a crew of buyers that are all shopping for vehicles, and they well, we will make you an offer. You'll take it by there. These one of these dealers will write you a check that day if you got a clean title or not. Uh, if you if your car has a payoff, there's a process. We can still buy your vehicle even if it has a payoff. We have to have all that proper information. So give me a shout, ClayBuysCars.com. Uh, look, and I tell people again, if nothing else, if nothing else. We will give you a number that you can use to go shopping with. You know, if you're looking to trade your vehicle in at a dealership, you know, we'll give you a, a, a number that you can say, well, such and such offered me this. So a little, little shopping tool there at, a, at, no, at no charge to you. That's ClayBuysCars.com. Sean. Well, I guess there was a cause of stir with that uh, train track story. Yeah. <laughs> I got some messages about that one. Yeah. I mean, you can't just throw that out there and not uh, – in, in one a minute, minute and just let it go but we did and that's what we're going to do yeah. that's a good story we're going to try to start bringing you more stories like that and you can expect a tiktok from me uh <laughs> at some point in the immediate future discussing this as soon as sean gives me a few more details and we're going to get we're going to get this guy the full after round and found out grand champion uh ceremony i'm gonna <sighs> smack the belt and everything yeah i just uh i'll never forget the day he rolled in the courtroom and of course you know like i said when you see you know, time to time, you see people disabled that have committed crimes. It's not often, but and, uh, he rolled in there, and I immediately felt bad because you know I got a million cases on my docket. I don't like some dude steals a car. It's not like you're like you might give him some leniency because you're like, okay, well, just close the thing out. But then you found out what, what he did to get the leniency. You're like, man, that's <clears throat> yeah. Let's run through some. Let's run through. Uh, let's run through some local stories here. You know, since I guess we are a news talk show of sorts. But I do love going down the rabbit holes. I think that's more fun. Look, I'm on WLBT.com here. Sean? Yep. Let me surprise you with a story. This okay. is not something we planned here. This is CJ LeMasters, WLBT.com. Then I want to get Sean's thoughts on this. Capital City, you may notice the number of homeless people increasing. And many frequent Pittman Park in Jackson, where Mississippi Move is preparing for its annual sleepout to bring attention to the plight of those without shelter. Our Rosalind Anderson joins us live from there now with the latest. The yearly sleep out in the park brings together people from various organizations to give them a sense of what it is like 
living on the streets. Today, I met one of the hundreds of people living on the streets of Jackson. Mainly, I've been on the streets since about 18. 34-year-old Todd Knapp is homeless and can... I kid you not, this guy's in a wheelchair without legs. No. Yes. No. Yes, I did not know this. I have not watched this you, video. You set this up. No, so we did. We were even going to talk about this. So I brought it up at the break. Right? Yeah, you couldn't have. <laughs> no, this is this is crazy. All right. Often be found near downtown Jackson. The Louisiana native says he first ended up on the streets here after being released from adult care homes with no place to go. He is also coping with mental illness. Basically, I stay or I just. All right, sorry it froze up there. I'm not going to sit there and wait on it to unfreeze. So look, they're having a sleep. They had a sleep out of there. Having a sleep out. I guess mm-hmm. it was yesterday, night four. However, anyway, so, some kind of homeless organizations hosting a uh, everybody come camp in the park with the homeless folks thing. Okay, to bring awareness to the homeless stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I want to joke around a little bit, but I don't want to do it at the expense of the actual homeless people because I, I, I get that it's a bad situation. But I, let me ask this. Do we need any reminders? Do, do we need a camp out to know that there's homeless people? Is there better ways to bring awareness to the homeless problem? I, I don't know. I think we're all aware there's a homeless problem. Yeah. I don't know that it hurts anything, though. I know it don't hurt anything. I mean, but I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, we all know that. And we're talking about it now, so I guess it works. But yeah. But does it does it generate them any money? Does do you sit there and say, oh, man, I mean, a lot of people are going to go down there and just do a little glamping for the night and think that they would just like to be homeless. Glamping in Battlefield Park, right? Which park was it, by the way? Which one was it? I said it at the beginning. Is uh, not what Pitts Park? Pittman. Pittman. I don't even know. Where is that? Uh, me either. I, I assumed it was Smith Park. I went to an event the other night at the Republican headquarters mm-hmm. where I had to meet a guy down there to get a check. And it was right across the street from Smith Park. And they have done a lot of work at Smith Park. They built some benches and yeah. strung some cool lights up. But it, all uh, homeless folks down there sleeping. Yeah, it's been like that for quite a while, right? Um, on in Smith Park. Yeah, and it's a nice little park there too, you know. But um, I've been to some events there. I've gone to see some. I've been to some rallies mm-hmm. down there of like-minded individuals. I used to go to it was concerts. Anti COVID rally. Anti COVID rally. I used to go to. Did you ever go to concerts there in the nineties? Yeah, it's just a raves there actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I used to go there too for that. Yeah, well, they were usually like the rave after party. The next morning, they'd be at Smith Park. Yeah, it's like after all night of raving, you know, drinking only water, of course. You know, let's go, let's go watch the sun come up with more techno at Smith Park. At Smith Park. That's what I remember too from that from that era. <laughs> all right, so that that was going on down there, and then we got another story, and I'm just kind of fast tracking some stuff here. Uh, look, there are some good people that do work with the homeless folks, uh, the shower power folks. Uh, what they do is a godsend. And I, and I can't say nothing. I can't add nothing to it. Uh, the, what they do every Friday, I'm sure they're doing something for Thanksgiving for the homeless folks. I mean, mm-hmm. what that crew does is to be commended highly. Uh, also, just, and I want to get to the Rankin County stuff here in yeah. just a second. There was another deal. We've been covering this Joshua Brown I just thing. pulled the article up, and that was what I was going to mention. Yep. The Joshua Brown, that was the accused JSU shooter. Mm-hmm. Now, look, they need to be happy with the fact that he got out of jail. And which is kind of an admission, the way it unfolded, to them being wrong. Yeah. But now the family (laughs) that says family of teen arrested later let go in JSU murder case now calls on the university to take accountability and to basically admit they were wrong. I'm just going to tell you, I I don't think that's how this works. 
No, I don't. I mean, that's not. I mean, they're not going to say we we messed up. I mean, should, no, should, should he no. be expecting an apology for Thanksgiving? Um, you know, I think uh, I think they do need to say how they developed him as a suspect. I mean, I've kind of I've made some calls around trying to figure that out. Nobody can really give me a straight answer on that one. That's all. So. Let's listen to CJ real quick. See if we can get see if we can peel this onion back a little bit here. This is about two two minutes long or so. Since the man arrested for murder in last month's homicide at Jackson State University was released from custody after our reporting, now his family continues to call on JSU to take accountability for arresting who they say is an innocent man. Three on your side's Brendan Hall has the very latest. Brendan. A spokesperson for the family says more than anything, they're confused why it's taken so long for the university to so much as issue an apology. But they also have a bit of hope that JSU will take accountability now that a new president has been named. We're excited that there's a new president and we're hoping that he will be able to provide some more transparency uh, that a great university like Jackson State deserves. Former lawyer, current pastor, and spokesperson for the family of 19-year-old Joshua Brown says the Browns are confused. Stan Buckley says they don't understand why Brown was held in jail for over three weeks on a murder charge that has since been dropped and why 11 days passed between the time Three on Your Side first showed you alleged video evidence of Brown's whereabouts on the night of the killing to the time he was released. They've got no answer as to why those who were investigating the situation with Josh would not actually investigate. Uh, and they knew that they wouldn't investigate because we gave them the names of the witnesses and where they could find the uh, videotape, and they simply would not go and follow up with those witnesses. Buckley's claims are in line with what WLBT heard from a detective with JSU's Department of Public Safety during alleged getaway driver Jamison Kelly's preliminary hearing, which came over a month after the on-campus killing. There were three individuals with Jamison Kelly. Did you determine that? Yes, Buckley says the Browns are also confused why the parents of the student killed on campus have expressed sympathy for what happened to Brown. For the guy, Joshua Brown, you know, he wasn't there. He wasn't there. Okay. Um, My heart go out that the boy had to be locked up for pretty much a month. But JSU has not. They find it very odd that the family of the deceased who owes no one an apology made an apology. um, And yet Jackson State has never offered an apology. We reached out to JSU to see if the incoming president would like to comment on Brown's release. That was likely driven by our reporting. We're still waiting to hear back. I was driven by this show here. Let's not fool ourselves. I'm kidding. Uh, Sean, let me ask you this. I'm not trying to be facetious at all with this because this is a very serious thing. We covered it, and I think we gave it great respect in the way we did it. Have you ever seen people come out and, like, if y'all got it wrong Mm -hmm. down there, did y'all issue an apology when you were ADA? I don't recall. I mean, there's times that we got it wrong in certain instances I'm remembering in my mind, but I don't recall that. Yeah, it's like your freedom is our apology. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I mean, because it wasn't like a malicious thing when you're doing, you know, and it's and it's and it's not everything. I wouldn't, I'm not I'm using the word got it wrong. I mean, there was times where we didn't have enough evidence. I mean, that was sure. just what. That's all. Use it that way, but um, yeah, I don't recall us ever um, issuing an apology. I mean, usually, you know, I, I mean, I guess like if he was. I don't know how to put this. I mean, I guess if he was incarcerated for years and then, you know, I could see the anger. I'm not saying that they don't have a right to be angry. I'd be angry, too, that he was sitting there, if that's true. But I'd still, if I was them, you know, I'd want to know 
what how has he developed as a suspect and is this really over yet because it may not be i mean well that's very valid i got i got stan's number there and, and i to reach out to i need to reach out to him see if we can get him on the show maybe as early as next week and really peel this onion back mm-hmm. and, and try to understand how they developed him as a, what do they know about how they developed him as a suspect uh, and, and look and i just say this because i just don't know how much you want to poke the bear that's what i was thinking like, you know, I'm being like, how much do you really want to poke the bear? Or maybe they're trying to get him on, on record apologizing and in that, in essence, clearing him of any future if they apologize for it. I don't know. I'm just. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, maybe they could use that if he actually then got indicted later and got in trial and say, well, you said you got it wrong. Do you know? You know, that kind of thing. But I don't. Um, the evidence will play out. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. I think. Uh, I mean, I think that, you know, they should want to know how he was developed a suspect. I'm, and I'm so confused. Like I said, I've made calls around trying to figure this out, too. And. Um, there was some reason he was developed as a suspect, and I think everybody needs to kind of know what that is. Sure, and you know? that, that's been what I've said since day one. But that and and him not being for that footage of him in Hattiesburg to be to be relevant, the time of the the time of the crime happening is very important. Sure, versus I know when the call came in, but we've established that that don't always correlate with the exact time of the. Of the crime. Well, if they have, you know, and again, nothing's reported this, and I'm not going to answer it, but I assume what they did was withdraw the warrant. And if they did that, I guess they didn't have a witness that's identifying him. I would think if they had a witness identify him, they wouldn't have withdrawn the warrant. Well, if that's the case, and they just developed him as a suspect willy-nilly, then, I mean, we need to know that, too, because if they're doing that kind of police work, that's a problem. I mean, if they're doing that kind of police work where they're just picking people out of thin air based on very limited evidence or no evidence that's a problem that's a now we talk about civil rights Mm -hmm. violations to me that's a civil rights violation yeah somebody needs to get fired over that one i mean that's not a that's not something that you just you know you just pick people out of thin air and arrest them well this girl has a brother if i was was my sister i'd be mad enough to do this yeah i'm gonna arrest him exactly that's not a connection i mean just because i mean my sister you know like there's times and situations have in the past where you know, I would have been really mad, but I mean, I didn't have anything to do with it or whatever. I mean, sure. anybody's brother would be. So I just, um, it, like, I don't think that's enough to to say that that guy was the killer. Now, if there was something else, I think that changes it. But to me, if there was at least a witness identification of Brown, then that would have they wouldn't have withdrawn the warrant if some witness or le- unless that witness then later recanted. Now that could have happened too. Sure. So I mean, there may be something like that. We don't know, but I think it would be nice and and I think it'd be nice for the you know family to. JSU to say here this is how tell the family this is how we developed you know him as a suspect that'd be I mean they're not required to do that and I, I guess once the investigation is concluded and they find out who the murderer is it gets indicted goes to trial way down the line then you can do a FOIA request for it because usually you can't do a FOIA request when an investigation is pending which makes sense I mean you don't want people to have you know access to that until it's concluded so I mean it's, it'd probably be if they don't say anything it'll probably be a long time down the road wherever he gets an answer to that. Good stuff there. So, uh, going to be f- interesting to sit back and watch how this plays out. All right, we got Sean Yorker on here in the studio. When we come back, uh, more heat on Rankin County Sheriff Brian Bailey in an article that came out yesterday on Mississippi Today via Jerry Mitchell. We'll discuss that on the other side. Stay tuned. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards. Show real quick before I do an ad read here. I got just got an email. Uh, Mark, if you are still listening, my friend, first off, thank you for the kind words out there off Lebanon Pine Grove Road. Uh, the Guns and Gear text line 
is 769-241-1944. 769-241-1944. And I will send that to you in the email also. If you guys want to call in, 601-879-0002. I do apologize for not giving these numbers out enough. I, we get so many texts that I just assume everybody knows it, and that is uh, me being foolish, so I do apologize. And look, email always works great, too. Clay at WYAB.com is a great way to communicate. Sean, you have a WYAB email address, don't you? Yeah, I think Sean so. At, Sean uh, at WYAB.com. Sean at WYAB.com. And that's Sean, S-H-A-U-N, mm-hmm. uh, if you want to email Sean. So uh, we are definitely easily, easily – uh contactable we're very 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 accessible um hey real quick guys uh, i mentioned a healthy beef earlier when i was talking about my grandmother stonington farms they were just here last week so it'll be about a month before they're back up here but keep them in mind uh for your christmas holiday beef order they you know on the other side they should be mid-december when they come back go ahead and get you a stockpile of good healthy grass-fed beef for the for the Christmas and New Year's season. You will not regret it whether you get a pound of hamburger meat or you get a whole cow cut up into however you would like to get it sliced up there. Uh, ribeyes, their bone broth is phenomenal. You can find all this stuff there at stoningtonfarm.com. That's stonington with two M's, farm.com. 100% grass-fed, 100% grass-finished. That's a big key there, the grass-finished part, because a lot of uh, these guys – do grass fed and then they do grain finish and then they advertise it as grass fed and it's not a hundred percent true so if you if you're looking for 100 percent grass fed and finished stonington farm is going to be the way to go it's also antibiotic and mrna free so we know how much these listeners here on this show myself included are not fans of the mrna technology so steinertonfarm.com shown mm-hmm what did I tease before we went to? This is why I never get back to my teases. Rankin County. Rankin County. Yeah. Thank you. I always get sidetracked. Always a topic of conversation lately, right? Rankin County. It is. Hey, look, and guys, I've got all your texts, and when we get through with this topic, so in the next segment, I'm going to hit reading your text to, for the second half of this hour, so st- they are not going to waste, I promise. All right, let me click on my link here. Now, I want to preface this, and I'm going to this. I'm going to repeat the same exact conversation I had with Sean last night when we discussed this. I, and I, I want to put this qualifier out there. The person I'm talking about in this, Stephen, the the cop that got in trouble, um, is a buddy of mine. So if you're, if you're expecting me to go scorched earth on the guy, you probably want to change the channel. And we, and we kind of did give him hell when this happened a few months ago. So I don't want to go like get retro mad just for the sake of getting retro mad. He made a mistake. He's aware that he made a mistake. And uh, unfortunately, there's been some more fallout from his mistake. Does that sound fair? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, also, you and I said this last night on the phone. I mean, if anybody's judging people for drinking and driving, you know, that, yeah. that I mean. Uh, I, made, I, I made that mistake a lot in my life. Yeah, when, I just when can't. I was you know, I mean, I think there's also a difference, too, if, like, somebody, you know, if you get into a, a wreck and you kill somebody, mm-hmm. then that's obviously changes the game on that. Sure. But, um, but you know, people <laughs> drinking and driving and getting a DUI, I mean, everybody can raise their hand, like, you know, yeah. or not even get a DUI, but just drinking and driving. So, so I just want to, I want to throw that out there. And I guess we probably should have given you all the context of that before we did that. Mm. But this is from Mississippi Today. And, look, they're bringing the heat on Rankin County Sheriff Brian Bailey. And the, the, the title is, Did Rankin County Sheriff Play a Role in Ex-Capital Police Officers' DUI Acquittal 
authorities want to know. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to read this pretty quick. It's not very long, especially for a Jerry Mitchell yeah, article. Yeah, it is Jerry Mitchell, by the way, everybody. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, I think we all know who Jerry Mitchell is. Uh, two state officials confirmed to the Mississippi Today, and well, I tell you, when we're quoting Mississippi Today articles on this on this show, hell's frozen over. <laughs> to miss two state officials confirmed to the Mississippi Today that state and federal authorities are examining what role, if any, Rankin County Sheriff Brian Bailey played in the August acquittal of former Capitol Police Officer Stephen Frederick for DUI. The sheriff is already under scrutiny with regard to the self-described goon squad, and they they revisit all that. We don't have to revisit all that. On March 12th, Frederick, who had been dating Bailey's daughter, who has been dating Bailey's daughter, was charged with driving under the influence after crashing a state-owned Mississippi Department of Public Safety vehicle. A diagram shows he ran over three road signs before stopping in a concrete ditch. After a breathalyzer test, the trooper said over the radio that Frederick had a blood alcohol level of 0.15, nearly twice the legal limit of 0.08, according to the Mississippi Highway Patrol video. Uh, the ticket listed the level as 0.12. Sean, is that, why would that be? Why would a, a ticket list it differently than the than the breathalyzer? Is that something to do with the calibration of the machine? Yeah, I think so. What did it say exactly? It, it he registered at 0.15, 0.15, but the t- was ticketed at 0.12. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder why it was done that way. It seemed like it would have done it at 0.15. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's a variation. For, mm-hmm. Like, you know, maybe it could be three points higher. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. I didn't even, you know, I'm, I didn't even notice that part of the article when I read last night. That's a I, good point. I didn't either. So got that, and, and, and that may be there may there may be nothing to that because clearly the machine has a record of it. Yeah, and the ticket has a record, so there may be a, a legitimate reason why it's three decimal points off. Uh, it says, "Quote: Twelve years of my life gone over one stupid mistake." Frederick told the trooper, "I lost my effing career, man." He initially told the trooper he was trying to clear my head. "Quote unquote." And had only two beers, but later admitted he had been drinking liquor, according to the MHP video obtained by the Mississippi Center for Investigative Reporting, now part of Mississippi Today. Frederick arrived at the Covington County Jail around 11.49 p.m. Less than an hour later, Covington County Sheriff Daryl M. Perkins ordered Frederick released without bond. Quote, I released him to Brian Bailey, Perkins said. He told me he carried him to the hospital. He was bruised up, end of quote. So is he saying that Brian Bailey... Took him to the hospital. Yeah, picked him up. Picked him up and took him to the hospital. At the scene, Frederick had refused medical treatment, according to the MHP video. Authorities have learned that he didn't... I'm sorry. Authorities have learned that after the accident, Bailey contacted a prosecutor. This is where this gets sticky. It says, Bailey contacted a prosecutor asking what would happen if a trooper didn't appear for the DUI hearing. The prosecutor required uh, replied, if the trooper failed to appear... The case would be dismissed, and that's exactly what happened on August 9th. Trooper Daniel Lofton failed to appear, and Covington County Justice Court Judge Bobby Wayne Mooney dismissed the case. And I'm not going to read any more yeah. of it. It's just kind of nitpicking. But um, everybody's got three names except me. I mean, I guess I have three. Should I, should I change the name of this show to the Clayton Arthur Edwards? Clayton, Clayton Arthur Edwards. Clayton huh? Arthur Edwards. You know, I'm gonna, I shouldn't admit this out loud. I don't even know how how the author is spelled in my middle name. I don't think I've ever written it. Really, you never used it. Yeah, I don't know if it's A R T H U R or A U T H U R. So you're not Clayton. You don't ever go by Clayton A Edwards. No, that's Clay. 
practice, Clayton. <laughs> Whenever somebody calls me Clayton, I know I'm in trouble. If you were Clayton A. Edwards Esquire, that would be the, your lawyer name. You know, <laughs> like oh, yeah. that's the name we go. Clayton A. Esquire. All right, so Sean, put your put your put your legal hat on. Uh, let's take our let's take politics out of this. Yeah, and just say what do you what does your spidey senses say about Bailey? Asking a question, frankly, I, you would assume he would already know the answer to of if a trooper doesn't show up, what would happen? Yeah, exactly. We and we said this last night. That was the thing I think both of us noticed from the article is why would he have even called and and asked if he does it? I mean, it, it seems like that's pretty common knowledge. I think the general public even knows that. You know, kind of like the urban legend, like "Ooh, I hope the cop doesn't show up." And a lot of times, if the cop doesn't show up, sometimes you know. Traffic tickets, things like that get dismissed. And DUIs, what I've seen though, is the prosecutor will some will get a continuance on a DUI. A lot of usually I've it, it's not as common for someone to get out of a DUI because a cop doesn't show up as it is a speeding ticket or something of that nature. But um but right. yeah, but he but Bailey would know this already, I guess is was our point we were talking about this last night. Yeah, real real quick, I got an update on why the percentage would mm. be off why the numbers would be off a little bit versus the machine yeah. and the ticket. Uh, portable breath test versus the intoxilizer. Okay, that's right. Makes sense. So, thank you for that. So, they were, I guess when he did the intoxilizer, it was point one two, and the but on the scene with the portable it was one point one five. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So that, gotcha. That, that that would that would explain that. And I didn't think they was trying to cover anything up there for, or nothing because you have record of both. Mm. I'm just curious if there was a legal reason for that. And there is not legal, but official reason. Yeah, so I mean, that. so I mean, Bailey would have known this, just like we all know that. But like, if he doesn't show up now, obviously the prosecutor, I guess, could have asked for you know if he'd said he'd send a subpoena. I could have asked for continuance on on it, so I'm not sure why he didn't do that. But uh, but Bailey would have known this, and maybe Bailey's call to the prosecutor was kind of like, "Hey, what's up? Like, you know, I'm the sheriff, that kind of thing." That's the way it sounds, at least. You know, and I and I said this last night. And I want to be as, as transparent as possible with everybody uh, because I don't think it's fair not to be. And that's kind of what I built this platform on is being honest, even even when I'm wrong. I think I'm right. That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, there's been times that I probably should have gotten a DUI, but for whatever reason I, I got let go i was allowed to call uh somebody whatever the case may be so I, I say that to say i understand and i'm not mad at somebody for getting the hookup not me either you know i'd be being dis, disgenuous if i said otherwise same i and I, and but here's the difference he was in a state-owned vehicle that's kind of rough right the state-owned vehicle yeah state-owned vehicle is you know he, he was a cop you know, so there's just some, yeah, there's some public trust issues, you know, with, with that. And uh, then w- would we even be talking about this if the heat wasn't turned up so high on Bailey right now for this other stuff? I don't think so. And that's what we were talking about last night. Like, if he, if Bailey had just done this, it, I mean, he ain't like the first person that's done that. Like, it's a kind of a, you know, professional courtesy kind of situation. I heard about a Rankin County judge not too long ago being disbarred over. Over the uh, ironically, it's the, I think it's the judge who's tied into the who's tied into the the girl of the goon squad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, the uh, he's passed away now, but he had got disbarred over um, getting his stepson out of a DUI. Dis- which um, was a justice court judge? They had a law license. I guess so. Most of them don't, I don't think. But Fred Fred Shanks, if you're still listening, what was that judge's name that lost his? Uh, they they got disbarred. Was that? I'm thinking of some guy that I'm thinking of the same dude. <laughs> I got a good story about that, but but anyhow, I just say all that to say it's really a moot point. 
you know, you see if a judge can get removed from the bench. Yeah, I think I know which story you're talking about. He, I don't think he was disbarred. I think he was removed from the bench. Okay, maybe I'm saying it right. wrong. This, yeah. is, this is my. I don't think he was a lawyer. Okay, so if a judge can be removed from the bench for calling in a favor to another county, mm-hmm. I think Mothers Against Drunk Driving was behind it. Yeah, but they're yeah. they're on top of these kinds of things. That's why DUIs are really hard to deal with is yeah. because of MAD, which, you know, understandably so. Sure. Now, they changed the DUI laws around 2015 where it's a little bit – your first offense is easier. You do, If you blow, you're going to get a non-adjudication, and, and it's way easier than it used to be. Mm-hmm. So so because of kind of what we're kind of talking about, everybody goes out and drinks and drives. I mean, it happens, like especially, you know, in the pre-Uber era. And uh, so that you know, so many people had DUIs, and they finally changed the law. I think it was 2015 where they made your first offense uh, non eligible for non adjudication. Yeah. So you, you, not giving legal advice here. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I say that. And, and but you, you were telling me the other day that there now it almost makes sense to go ahead and just blow if you're on first DUI. Don't not blow. Yeah, that's you can get it non adjudicated. Right. If, if you, you blow, blow, consent to the right, implied consent law, and if you blow, then you can get it um, non adjudicated. That's correct. Right. Don't drink and drive, folks. Yeah, don't. I mean, this weekend, I know everybody's going to want to. Yeah. Because you sit there with your family and you're like, I need to get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, do not drink and drive. Man, like I said, I was thinking about that last night. We're going to get back to this Bailey stuff after yeah. the break here. You know, my daughter was in a little rear end collision yesterday. And I told her, she don't drink and drive anyway. But I said, you know, this is why I preach about don't drink and drive, don't drink and drive. You could have a few drinks at happy hour. You're sitting at a red light. Somebody rear-ends you, minding your Mm -hmm. own business. And guess what? You're going to get a DUI. Yep. You know, and you you were obeying all traffic laws except the drinking and driving part. And uh, I just use that as a a learning lesson for her, um, just to remind her why you don't drink and drive, even if you only – I've only had two. And in this day and age, you really shouldn't need to anymore. I mean, if you can afford to go have those drinks, you can afford to plan for an Uber. Yeah. At the end of the day, Ubers are cheap, especially if you're drinking at a neighborhood bar and grill. You know, you like, look, man, I go, let's say I go to Burgers and Blues, downtown Brandon. I live a block from there. Mm -hmm. If I, if I, if I, it's a little further than what I would like to walk, but I would walk it if I needed to. Yeah. It's a six, $7 Uber ride. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? If I can, uh, my drinks cost more than that. Sure. So yep. use use Uber. Call a friend. Call a family member. Whatever. All right. Let's take a break. Come back. We're going to pick this topic back up. I'd like to get y'all's thoughts on it, man. The phone line six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two. What are your thoughts on uh, Brian Bailey uh, helping Stephen get out of this DUI potentially? This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. When necessary. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at, I want to push them hard this week, guys, Men's Health of Mississippi. Uh, when I got Sean in the show, on the show with me, I think it, it, we're, we're two customers. That, that They didn't come on as an advertiser till well into me being a customer. It's something I firmly, firmly believe in is getting over there, get your testosterone numbers checked, and if you're low, Get on testosterone replacement therapy. You, it is going to be the greatest decision medically or physically, however you want to say that, that I think you can make other than uh, you know getting your diet right. Man, it's been wonderful. I mean, since I started in June I, after you, and it's just it's been great. I can't wait till I take my shot in the week because yeah. especially that day, you know, I'll go to the gym and you just feel terrific, and then you, you just you can work all day a lot better. That was the problem I was having. I was falling asleep around three o'clock in the afternoon, yep. and that was an issue for me. But now I don't have that problem anymore. 
Yeah, look, get over there. Get your numbers checked. If you're suffering from uh, erectile dysfunction, uh, obesity, lack of energy, depression, sleep. And I'm going to tell you one of the big ones. I, I forget to mention it because I've gotten so much better nowadays that I forget that it was a problem, is lack of focus. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a good one. And, and one of the other things, it's hard to explain this, your vision gets clearer. You, you can legitimately see better. Well, I don't know if it's seeing better, but the the, 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 the fuzz, the haze is gone, the blur. You can legitimately see better once this stuff really gets to flow through your veins there. So uh, look, check it. if you have any questions, I do not mind giving you my personal experience on it. Uh, a lot of people are kind of shy about asking about some things. I had a guy inbox me the other day and just straight up asked about the, uh, the, the, the sexual benefits. And, you know, I was just as honest as I could be. Um, I, like I said, I, I, when I did the commercial, I put in there, she'll thank you later. She'll thank you too. Uh, so just guys, if you've been married for a while and lost, the, lost that sauce in the bedroom, uh, maybe it's maybe you know because you're lacking testosterone. Whatever, uh, this this will be a game changer. She'll thank you too. And uh, should I have to say any more, Sean? Nope. That should get it. She'll she'll thank you. Yep. Uh, that's true. Men'sHealthMS.com. Men'sHealthMS.com. Right out there and located right out there in Madison, Mississippi, on Fountains Boulevard. And there's another place that does the same thing right across from them. So don't get confused. This Men's Health of Mississippi. All right, Sean. Let's uh, let's circle back. Let's read some text concerning the. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got about four minutes here. Yeah. So, I want to jump to it. Blake says, "I kind of look at the Rankin Sheriff stuff this way. How many times have you gotten a ticket and had a police or buddy you knew someone that helped you get out of that ticket? I know a DUI is serious, but look at it from that angle. And that's kind of how we have looked yeah, at it. Yeah, that's kind of what we've said, right? You yeah. know, and, and I think what makes it more serious and more pressing issue is the fact that it was in a state vehicle. State vehicle, and then all just all the pile, like it just keeps on piling on on Bailey. You yeah. know, this is just one more. Like you said, if this was just something he did, and that maybe he did it for a bunch of his officers, people would just um, wouldn't really care. Yeah. But I think with all the other stuff, it kind of makes it. It does, and, it and, and I know there's another. According to Kingfish. There's another New York Times Jerry Mitchell article coming out sometime from t- between today and the end of the month. Yeah, that's what it, that's all the rumors that we keep hearing. It's something that they're going to drop something pretty pretty devastating. Allegedly, it's what I hear. You yeah. Know, so hear. It, it's just it's just more and more stuff. All right. It's a couple people are recommending these judges' names. I don't think any of those are it, so I don't want to read uh, their names out loud. And just in case I'm wrong, uh, Josh on the Guns and Gear text line. The best thing to do with homeless is stop giving them anything. With all the jobs available, they can find work like the rest of us. I hear some places pay out daily. Ask the homeless in the cor- in the corner by St. Dominic if they can find a spot. If they can spot you five dollars for gas. Yeah, look, it's those folks that make me be very lack lack of empathy. It creates lack of empathy for me for the homeless. But then you see the guy there with one leg in a wheelchair with mental health stuff. And it, it, it will tug at your heartstrings. Oh, I thought you were bit. talking about my legless guy from years ago. Sorry, oh, that's what I was thinking about. That that you know, I keep getting texts about that uh, that dude that laid in the train tracks. Mm-hmm. And I just, I mean, it was God bless. Also, um, I don't know. If we we said, I think we said this. Stephen Frederick worked for Capitol Police. He didn't work for Brian Bailey. He wasn't a Rankin County Sheriff's Department employee. Yeah, I, I guess I'm not a hundred percent sure on the timeline on that. I'm not sure if he was. 
a capital. I think he was. Cause I don't think he went to work for Brian, but I could be wrong on that. So I, I don't want to misquote and say he was, he was with Capitol police at the time, but they addressed him in the article as a former Capitol policeman. Mm-hmm. That's right. Randy. So I'm assuming that that's what it was. Okay. And, and I'm guessing he probably lost his job over that. I didn't, I didn't peel that onion back very far when it initially happened other than just reporting on what happened. And do we know whether the case was dismissed or, I mean, the, the trooper says the trooper didn't appear, um, so, oh, wait, yeah, here it is. Yeah, it says right here. It says Covington County Justice Court Judge Bobby Wayne Mooney. Another Dis- <laughs> dismissed the case, Bobby Wayne. Yeah, it is dismissed. Yeah. Yeah, uh, actually, I did, we did read that. Just I, I just okay. missed the I missed your answer there. Let's see here. Just got a text in from uh, Jess. Jess says, I'm so pissed off, and I probably shouldn't say that on the radio, but I'd like to get the point across, mm-hmm. right? I'm so peed off. Because this is the second day in a row I have missed the show because I haven't been going to drop my kids off at school. I need to, you to send out reminders. I thought she was going to talk about the other thing when I said she was mad. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she was going to talk about the cop, the situation, the DUI situation. Jess, I will, um, I will work on that. One day we'll have an app and maybe we can send out a notification when we go live and we can also stream through that app. Uh, when I think we get big enough, we will, um, definitely consider upgrading the technology. And I mean, I'll say, I think I was telling you this break, I'm, you know, I'm practicing law again. My office is on Lakeland. If anybody's got DUI questions, I do that kind of criminal work. So just hit me up on Facebook. It's easy to look me up. Yeah. Uh, Sean, let me, let me reiterate that. Sean is practicing law again. A lot of you guys have asked Sean about, uh, legal advice, this, that, and the other since he started doing this and he was not practicing law, but he is officially back in the law game. And, uh, so if you have any, uh, what's going to be your focus, Sean? Criminal probably law. criminal law on some civil bankruptcy those kinds of things but stay away from criminal. family stuff yeah i am not doing divorces yep. <laughs> so or or any of that stuff man that is a that's a rough racket i'll tell you what that's a really rough racket i mean maybe for yeah, i don't even know if i'll do it for a friend i've done it for some friends i've done some divorces for some friends in the past and that sometimes is worse you can know we, can we start suing these people who call and harass my sponsors we could sue them in justice court for defamation i've thought about that before you Especially know that'd be pretty what, easy Elon's doing with media matters and all that yeah we could just do a you know a little defamation lawsuit filing not for you know obviously you can't file it for just be a new money just be a new right yeah. yeah you could do that for sure all right. all right let's take a break come back land the plane for the day all right welcome back in we got about a minute left before we land the plane here guys make sure you're following guns and gear on facebook they're going to drop their black friday specials at what did you tell me he said they'll be dropping today on the Facebook page. They will be open Friday from 10 to 6, Saturday from 9 to 5. Hunter and the team over at Guns and Gear always have them fire ya specials. When they decide to do them, they do it big. So make sure you're following Guns and Gear on social media. Also, if you're Black Friday shopping at Dogwood, be sure to remember that the Big Salad is going to be doing a Black Friday breakfast starting at 6.30 a.m. for everybody out there shopping of course, um, our good friends, Burgers and Blues, are there in the same parking lot. Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue are in the same parking lot. So if you shop up an appetite, stop by and see those guys as well. Sean, enjoyed the show today. Thank you. Yeah, man. And, you know, everybody have a happy and safe Thanksgiving, you know. Absolutely. Don't forget, text me your Egg Bowl picks and and your pick. Pick your winner and the score. The closest to it is going to win a gift card from McLean and Mama Hamels, $25 each. I will see y'all back here Friday morning. I will be live day after Thanksgiving.
Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.